Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. This is episode 14. My name is Richard Davis and this Abe Books podcast is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today I'm remembering Anthony Bourdain and particularly his memoir Kitchen Confidential. Eleven years ago I went to brunch with Bourdain and these are some of my memories of that brief encounter. Bourdain is sitting at the head of the table. Gathered round are several journalists, cooks and acquaintances of the author. To get things started, I usually ask people what they would eat for their last meal on earth, says Bourdain, who was touring to promote a book called The Nasty Bits. I'm sitting on his left, and the chef turned author turned TV star turns to me. Almost everyone at the table except me is a true foodie. I guess I'd go for some comfort food if it was my last meal, I say, desperately trying to buy a few seconds to think. Uh, perhaps meatballs? Meatballs, says Anthony slowly and smiles. He knows I haven't got a clue about food. The other guests reel off impressive dishes, most of which I cannot even pronounce. And a mighty relief when someone says, a bacon and tomato sandwich. As the meal goes on, Bourdain describes people outside the restaurant trade as civilians. He is frank, blunt and entertaining, and clearly loves to speak about restaurant kitchens as if they are otherworldly. On restaurant dishwashers, I rate my dishwashers. Not only are they the most important people in the kitchen, but they are my farm team for my next sous chefs. On waiters. I think it's okay for chefs to treat them badly for five minutes at a time, but they better be having a beer with them at the end of the evening and have a laugh about it. Waiters should not be going home unhappy. On Gordon Ramsay. You know he just wants to make perfect food. He's actually a traditionalist in that he cooks simple dishes in a classic French style. On book tours. I love going to Portland. It's got more tattooed goth chefs than anywhere else in America and all of them have a story to tell. On books about cooks that people should read. You gotta read Heat by Bill Buford. It's great. Christ I'm talking about his book more than mine. On the worst place to eat in the world. Afterglow in Miami Beach. It's a beauty-themed restaurant owned by a celebrity dentist with some crackpot theory about food making you beautiful. Dishes are called things like Here Comes the Sun and it takes to wait to 20 minutes to describe the selection. It's just horrible. On vegans. I went to a vegan potluck dinner once. It was just atrocious. Everything overcooked to mush. Steakhouse restaurants offer better vegetables. People seem to turn to veganism after some crisis in their lives, broken up with their boyfriends or something. On throwing a drunken customer out of his restaurant. It felt so good. He was drunk and abusive and making crude comments to some women at one of the tables. He'd been asked nicely to leave and we told him the police were coming. I grabbed him by the belt and the collar and threw him out onto the street. On acquaintances. I carefully select my friends according to the doneness of their meat. I'm medium rare by the way. It was breathless wonderful stuff, no filter. That day Bourdain wore black jeans, a black leather jacket 
and I think he wore a Ramones t-shirt. I can't remember. He loved the Ramones, so that's how I'm going to remember him. Bourdain had been in demand since spilling the beans on real kitchen life, just as the sanitised celebrity chef phenomenon was reaching its zenith. Kitchen Confidential was, still is, a showstopper of a book. Drink, drugs, rows, sex, fights, brothers and sisters in arms, late, late nights, long, long days. He loved the common people in unheralded kitchens. He saw them as a dysfunctional family bonded by scars, scolds and burns and the never-ending pressure of delivering the next plate perfectly. Rachel Ray and Jamie Oliver were not Bourdain's kind of chefs. He appreciated blood, sweat and tears. His cooking career eventually gave way to writing books and hosting TV travel shows on a full-time basis. I miss the camaraderie, but do I miss the 16-hour days? I don't think so, he said to us that morning. I was 43 when Kitchen Confidential hit, and I wasn't going to get any smarter or faster in the kitchen. I was slowing down, he added. Bourdain's rise began with a small article about the New York restaurant trade that the New York Press, a free newspaper, had agreed to run. But they kept bumping the article and it never got printed. So Bourdain got drunk and stuffed the article into an envelope and mailed it off to the New Yorker magazine. They ran it and 36 hours later a publisher called and asked if he wanted to write a book. Glancing knowingly at the chefs around the table, Bourdain says, I still have that dream where you think you've left a duck in the oven. I took Bourdain's advice and read Heat by Bill Buford. It was amazing. An editor on The New Yorker tries to learn how to be a chef in an Italian restaurant owned by superstar chef Mario Batali. Suddenly I'm addicted to food memoirs. I read Toast by British food writer Nigel Slater about the role of food in his childhood. A really poignant book. Then I read The Hundred Mile Diet by a couple of Canadians who love eating local but find it rather challenging. Then I read Blood, Bones and Butter by Gabrielle Hamilton, another chef memoir. Then I discovered American food writer MFK Fisher and I read her classic The Gastronomical Me from 1943 which is so European. Then I read a book called Eating for Britain, which sounds crap, but is actually very interesting if you like pork pies, black puddings, fish and chips and curry, which I do. Kitchen Confidential got me into food writing, and I'll always be grateful to Bourdain for that. 61 is too early to end your shift. So that's all we have time for. A sad one this week. Thanks for listening. My name is Richard Davis from Ape Books. If you like the show... Please tell your friends or like it or share it or tweet it or leave a comment and we'll see you next time.